Welcome to the Read Scripture Podcast. The goal of Read Scripture is to get people alone with God in His Word. For more information, visit readscripture.org. As we continue reading through the entire Bible in a year, this week we come into the book of Leviticus. And I know that for most people, myself included, this is not the book of the Bible that we're usually most excited to read. In fact, I hear it every year how some people just dread coming into the book of Leviticus. And I got to be honest, I, I don't get real excited coming into it, but it seems like every single year I get surprised. I get surprised at how much I enjoy it and how much I enjoy it more every year. For for me, this year, reading the book of Leviticus and just, just starting at these first few chapters, again, it, it's opened my eyes to my own arrogance. It's shown me how casually I enter into the presence of God. And what's been awesome is this year, it, it led me into like such a deep, deep time of worship after reading a few chapters in this book. Because what Leviticus does is it gives us a different perspective. And what I mean is this. Usually, we we just think about ourselves. Like, there's an assumption on our mind. Well, of course, God wants us. And there's truth to that. But, but what we do is we assume God wants us. So the ball is in my court. The question is, is do I really want to wake up early this morning and come into his presence? Do I really want to pray? Can I make time for this? See, it's about me. And Leviticus is is pretty much the opposite of this. It's, It's looking at things from God's perspective. And what's assumed in the book of Leviticus is, well, of course, human beings would love to enter the presence of God. Here's Israel wanting to come into the presence of God. And really, the question is, will God let them in? It's it's from God's perspective. If you want to come into my presence, here are some requirements for you. And that's a much different perspective. And I think it's a great perspective that we need to look into and really think about. I mean, it's arrogant, to just flippantly come, of course he wants me. Of course. No, Leviticus is like, no, listen, this is a holy God. And it's a big deal and a big honor to enter into his presence. And I think all of the rituals and everything and all the sacrifices make you realize that. <clears throat> For example, in Leviticus chapter 10, you read about Nadab and Abihu who didn't treat God as holy and didn't think it was a big deal to come into his presence and offer to him. And you you see in in chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Man, that's heavy. And verse 3 says, Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. It's a big deal. 
pray. It's a big honor to enter into the presence of God. And we don't want to be like Nadab and Abihu and take things for granted and do things casually. While Hebrews says that we can confidently come into the most holy place, that doesn't mean that we casually do so. And that we can forget what an honor it is and how God wants to be sanctified. He wants to be looked at as sacred. And he wants to be glorified amongst all the people. And so therefore he has them go through these different sacrifices just to enter into his presence. And the people back then, they, they for the most part understood this is a big deal. A human being does not just enter into the presence of God. Why? Because God hates our sin. He's a holy God and he can't stand our sin. And again, this is something we've forgotten. You know, as I'm reading through the sacrifices, I couldn't help but have these flashbacks to a couple months ago when I was in, in the middle of nowhere in this tribe in Africa and watching as this missionary was teaching these people about who God was. And, and, and inside this one hut one night, they, they decided to... Um, to uh, slaughter a goat um, for us to have dinner that night. And so uh, the locals are standing around and I'm in this hut and, and they're holding this goat down and they hand me the knife asking me to slit its throat. And as this thing is screaming, you know, I, I swear it was like looking right in my eyes and just, ah, you know, and, and I'm holding this knife about to slit it. I, I couldn't do it. Like, it, it was too much for me. I couldn't handle it. And, and so someone else did it. And I'm watching and going, oh, this is so insane. This is so disgusting in my mind. I mean, it's normal to them. But for me, it shocked all of my senses to hear it, to see it, to smell it, and to watch. And, and then I'm reading these passages and go, man, this is what they're looking at. See, the blood sacrifice was supposed to shock all of their senses. It was supposed to show them, look, this is how seriously I take sin. And, and as you read about uh, the, 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 the things they go through, just, just for one person, I'm not talking about everyone to enter into the presence of God. It was about the high priest once a year entering into the presence of God on behalf of all of the people, kind of as an, as an ambassador. You know, on the Day of Atonement in Leviticus 16, I mean, picture this process. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark so that he may not die. He says, hey, don't, hey, make sure Aaron doesn't just walk into the holy place at any time. Okay, he says, because I'm going to appear there and you don't just enter into my presence. Otherwise, he will die. But then he goes on in the next verse. He goes, but in this way, Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram 
for a burnt offering. And he shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body. And he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. And he shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And, 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 and he just, he goes through this. I mean, look at verse six. He'll offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He'll take the two goats. So, so he goes on and explains this lengthy process where he takes fire from the altar and, and uh, <clears throat> the way he takes the blood of the bull and he sprinkles it on the seat. And, and, and I mean, it's on and on and on all to enter his presence in the right way. And, and so as everyone's watching this, as everyone's seeing, okay, this man is going to try He's going to try to enter into the presence of God. He's going to try to make atonement for all the things that we've done wrong. And a human being is about to enter into the presence of God. And it was this this event, this long drawn out event of saying, okay, is God going to accept him? Or is he going to die? Because the big deal, this human being this high priest is about to enter the Holy of Holies. And I, I think about that process and how cleansing it would be, how healthy it would be for you and for me to watch and to, to go through that process just to see, wow, this is a big deal. All the while going, it's a big, big deal to enter into the presence of God. And it made me just cherish communion because you realize all of this was replaced by what Christ did on the cross. And if there's anything that should remind us now of what an awesome thing it is to come into the presence of God, it's taking a piece of bread and breaking it And thinking, okay, the body of Christ. Okay, not just a bull, not just a ram, but a person, the Son of God being torn apart. Like, that's how great His holiness is. that's, That's how ugly sin is in his eyes that he would take his son and have his body broken and 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 as i'm reading Leviticus, I'm going, God, I don't want to casually take communion ever again. And as I think about the blood, that's the blood of a real person. It reminds me of the blood of Christ. This is way beyond a goat or a bull or a ram. I mean, we we read about this in in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, where it says, He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of Christ, goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works, to serve the living God. 
I just know that uh, there's a new seriousness uh, this week after reading Leviticus in my life about entering into the presence of God. There's a much deeper worship of Jesus realizing he's the one that gives me access. And I recognize the price that was paid and I'm praying God help me understand all that took place so that I could come into your presence. Just to look at things from God's perspective. Take some time as you're reading through Leviticus to just understand this was what God was demanding back then because it was a big deal. And because of what Christ has done and because we've known it for a while, we can become casual and we don't want to do that. And so think about the sacrifice of Christ, which gives us permission into his presence. And think about what a great honor it is as you pray to him. You know, as we were reading Leviticus, there was also that uh, psalm we were reading in Psalm 32, where it says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. Think about how blessed we are. Because that's describing us, the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. It's atoned for. This is what Jesus did. And so we have the honor of speaking to God. And I know there's mornings when we're exhausted. There's days when we're busy. But somehow we have to see past that and look at things from God's perspective. He considers it a huge honor for us to come into his presence. And so we don't want to belittle that. Thank you for listening to the Read Scripture podcast. Read Scripture is a collaboration between the Bible Project and Crazy Love Ministries. For more information on the Bible Project, visit jointhebibleproject.com. For more information on Crazy Love Ministries, visit crazylove.org.